0: This is Two Girls, One Mike. The show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn.
1: Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the show about burger facts. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Alice Vaughn. And with me, I have my lovely guest co-host today, Kate Kennedy. Kate, how you doing, honey? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Did you know we're a show about burger facts? I
2: really support this new creative direction. <laughs>
1: How many hamburgers do you think McDonald's sells per second? Oh, man.
2: I watched that movie about McDonald's. At least, what, 10,000, maybe? 75. 75 per second. It's a lot of burgers.
1: I don't even know if I eat 75 burgers in a year. I hope I don't. David, how many burgers do you eat in a year?
0: 365. Every day. Every, no, not that much, actually. I usually like to make my burgers at home.
1: You're right. He eats like 60 of them at once and then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, clearly.
1: (laughs) So we have, of course, because Yvette's on medical leave, we have a guest co-host, Kate Kennedy, and we have a guest. We have David Smalley from the Dogma Debate on Two Girls and Mike. And this only took how many reschedules?
0: Seven, eight. I don't know. Most of them are my fault. I think all of them are my fault, to be honest.
1: A man who can clearly own up. (laughs) (laughs) This never happens
0: One of the times you told me you had to reschedule And I was like, oh, I'm so happy she did that Because I spaced this entire thing So one of them (laughs) I tried to blame on you It was still going to be my fault if you hadn't rescheduled So I'm really owning up
2: I love it I call that an LA orgasm When someone cancels
1: plans that you were going (laughs) to flake on first (laughs) I love it (laughs) And my life is so scheduled too I mean, you guys should see the next few weeks It's pretty bad (laughs) You would think that as an entrepreneur, I have more time. No, less. Way less. Oh, no time. Way less.
0: Yeah, yeah it's the same way with all of us. I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, I don't want to work for anybody else. I want freedom. And then my, and then I plan my whole week out. And I'm like, I have no time for anything. Yeah, it's insane. It
2: turns out I'm a terrible boss. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> right. I don't want to work for me. I suck. <laughs> this is awful.
2: Unionize. <laughs>
0: We should unionize against each other <laughs> <and> <laughs> against
2: ourselves. get some
0: balance in our lives.
2: <laughs> I demand a 45 minute lunch break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I demand to remember to eat lunch.
1: Oh, where's the HR department when you need it? <laughs> Squeegee's my HR department. <laughs> I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, Ooh, I did not like that this morning. <laughs> I need to file a complaint with someone. <laughs> So, Kate, what have you been up to? I know you've been doing auditioning and TikToking with porn, I guess.
2: I guess. Yeah, I've been really busy. So my summer was very slow, which it often is. But I fell into this horrible entrepreneurial trap of being like, I have all this time. I'm going to do all these other things like I'm going to do this podcast and this web series and this show and then september rolled around and now i'm super busy and i committed to a ton of other shit so that's where my life is i have like three friends coming in from out of town in the next week to stay in my studio apartment uh <laughs> it's great
1: <laughs> my life is so full and fun i just have no time to sleep i almost feel like being on set is a break from oh hey there's it kind three of people is. in my apartment
2: Well, and then also a break from like, I need to edit this scene and put out this and shoot this.
1: That's good to hear. And, you know, it's interesting to hear that, oh, I have to produce all this content. And all I could think about is, God, there's so much recording involved. I mean, I know with the podcast, we do a fair amount of editing. Guys, there's stuff you will never hear. (laughs) I am sorry and both really thankful. No,
2: there's so much behind the scenes work that goes into any of our jobs that no one sees that like is not sexy or fun or cool.
0: Oh, yeah. I've had listeners before whenever I've talked about getting my Patreon up or whatever. They're like, you work three hours a week. I'm like, no, no. you hear three hours a week. Do you have yeah. any idea what it takes to produce that? Like, it's, They don't know the, the amount yeah. of work involved.
2: I mean, I try to do a video every day. Oh, my God. Yeah, I try to get at least, like, three minutes up a day. And it's, I mean, a lot of it's very amateur. Like, it's just on my phone. But still, you have to, like, I have run out of ideas of, like, things to do naked.
1: I think at this point, listeners should just email us and or tweet at you of what to do naked. I literally run polls. I ask. I'm like, please fucking tell me. Well,
0: Kate, to be fair. Let me just help you from a guy's perspective. It's not like your your fan is going to be like, oh, she's naked again. I've already seen her clean those blinds. This is bullshit. It's not going to be like that. I don't think there are going to be a lot of complaints if you replicate a few tasks. Okay? I do.
2: And like, yeah, I have some like regular features, but like one of my regular ones is I dance around to like classic songs and I have to constantly be, like I'm listening to like every 70s 80s playlist that's out there on Spotify cuz I'm constantly trying to find
1: new songs to strip to.
2: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's but work. I have
1: to have like 3 a week. I have an idea. Okay. What if you had a porn series, a basically a product review porn series where you're comparing let's say window cleaners. I like that. There's
2: a really great episode of Killer Mike's show where he goes and tries to make educational porn. With, like, cam girls, and he has her, like, in lingerie explaining how to wire a lamp. <laughs> and I saw this, I was like, this is the best idea ever. I'm so mad I didn't think about it. And I want to do this. So that's been on my, like, list of things, too, of, like, I want to, like... I did a, do a whole thing of cleaning one time, like, how to clean grout <laughs> naked. I think I actually <laughs> saw that
1: one. It was cute. <laughs> <laughs> I learned!
2: It's just... It's like a six-minute video of me talking about how much I love my grout brush. It's
1: very handy.
0: I wonder if I could get away with that.
2: Oh, you should.
0: Here's how to do the dishes. Naked.
2: I've done that one, too. That's a good one.
0: Put it on my Patreon see how fast I get canceled and deleted from that site. Right. I'll be calling Kate and be like, "Uh, tell me about this OnlyFans thing because I have no idea what's going on. Patreon won't have me anymore put my butt out on Patreon and they kicked me off.
1: After a certain level, you should be able to do it. I mean, I see, you know, a couple of people that I know definitely put their tits out on Patreon. Why can't you put your balls? Equal opportunity.
0: (sighs) Yeah, it's not going to work.
1: 2019, gender equality. No. Yeah, I don't
0: think that translates well. I'm glad to hear you finally got, you said you got your first audition. That's awesome.
1: So, before the show started, I mentioned this to you guys where... So I never thought I would be in a position where I'm auditioning for anything to be very clear about this. So when I was sent over by my publicist, a role for, hey, Seventeen Magazine is recording a web series talking about porn, sex, they need a millennial between the ages of 20 and 30. I'm before the cutoff at 29 and they need someone who is funny but awkward. She literally said that. So
0: check. Yeah. No, you got it. You nailed it. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Excellent casting. Exactly. Can talk about porn sex in the New York City area and does it frequently. I think I check all the boxes.
0: It sounds like they were just looking for Alice. Yeah. I don't know any other person on the planet that fits that role.
1: I think they just left out the physical description because they were like, all right, this is getting too obvious. <laughs> but she's definitely blonde. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have the opposite problem. Like I went to an audition for plumber in a national commercial and they were like, no, you're definitely going to be the burglar. Like because of no. my face. So I didn't get the, I, I booked a national commercial, so I'm happy about it. But I, I'm, this face is going to get me in all the mean roles. I'm going to give you the, the angry stepdad, the rapist, the Nazi. I'm going to be the worst of humanity. That's what this face is going to give me.
2: It's like my favorite episode of friends where Joey is the face of VD for the New York. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Department. Right. It ruins his life. Right. <laughs> so what is Vincent not telling you? <laughs>
1: You could do some good. I mean, maybe there's an anti-Semitism campaign that needs your help. Who knows? Well, Richard Spencer can't star in all of them.
0: Well, here's the thing. If too many people see my stand up set, I'm probably going to be court ordered to do the anti-Semitism stuff.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Community (laughs) service at the Museum of Tolerance. Yeah,
0: let's just stop there because there's enough Nazi jokes going around
1: true. So we did start off with a burger intro, and I know that threw everybody off, so I'm sorry that I took 10 minutes of talking about everything else except why we're talking about burgers today. We're actually talking about Bob's Burgers, or specifically Bob's Boners. I was really excited when, uh, David, you suggested Bob's Boners, because I've... I've, Sorry. (laughs) Sorry.
0: It sounded like someone suddenly started vigorously masturbating in the background. Sorry.
1: Dog fapping.
0: Yeah, well, you just said Bob's boners, then we hear... Okay.
1: It's just a neighbor. He's listening to this podcast vigorously masturbating outside my door. (laughs) Right on cue! She did it again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there are You're some people star. who just listen to this right they have no idea what that sound actually is
1: there actually is no visual component so that's kate's dog
0: oh i'm Aww. sorry
1: she's sitting like directly
2: next to me she really wants to be included she's a star she's waiting for her big
1: break
0: the listeners aren't going to see this at all there's no viewer
1: oh no but you know what i'm going to take a picture of the dog so <laughs> Here, squeeze, quick get up for your close-up
2: come on buddy
1: All right. I got it. So I was really excited when I heard we were reviewing Bob's Boners because it's a Woodrocket production. I heard it had good writing. I met Tabitha Stevens at the AEEs earlier this year and her Long Island accent is so on point. I love it. A little bit about the cast. We've seen some of these people before, like Anthony Rosano played Bob, who I've seen before definitely in The Simpsons porn and a couple others. Mm -hmm. I don't know who played Teddy. Like I looked and I couldn't figure it out.
2: I don't know. He was
1: great. Yeah. We had Vuko as Tina. No idea who's Teddy. So, if anyone can figure that out after watching it, just or if you're somehow uh, Leroy Myers, if you somehow listen to this episode, let me know.
0: I want to make one quick correction. You said I was so excited when David recommended Bob's Boners. I didn't know Bob's Boners existed. You gave me, you used to tell me to give you a list of TV shows. I said Shark Tank and
1: i looked for shark tank porn i couldn't find it you
0: couldn't find shark tank porn and which there could be so many good ones because of the percentages because of the ownership level like that could get into some really serious dom porn that could be awesome but you were like what other tv shows and i just watched like four episodes of bobs burgers so i was like is there bobs burgers and you were like yes and i got to say i was really impressed i was really impressed and shocked really, at how spot on the characters matched. I mean, even the guy at the counter with the uh, with the little beanie on, the guy that's always in the his friend Teddy, they matched so well, and uh the character who played Bob
1: that was Anthony.
0: they actually just brought it. It was really good. Like it was actually, I was, it far exceeded my expectations as far as the characters matching up. I was like, they really worked on this. This is awesome.
1: For those of you who've never watched Bob's Burgers, Bob's Burgers is an, an American animated sitcom. Basically, series centers around the Belcher family. You have the parents, Bob and Linda, their children, Tina, Jean, Louise, who run a hamburger restaurant. And each episode has some sort of antics and they have some recurring characters. But that said, I mean, Kate, where do we even start with this?
2: I'm a huge Bob's Burgers fan, like huge. I love the show. And I also I've interacted with both Leroy Myers, the director of the porn, but also the producer of Bob's Burgers, which is uh, Lauren Bouchard. And they're both very, very similar people. They just remind me of each other. And so it's so funny that he did this porn parody because it's spot on. Like even the writing is so similar because they have a very similar sense of humor.
1: I felt like they almost brought in a writer from Bob's Burgers. It literally felt like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: By the way, if Linda looks like that, and if she looked like Tabitha Stevens in real life, especially wearing that sweater, no wonder Linda wears that sweater all the time. She filled it out, looked great.
0: <laughs> yeah, she looked Thought amazing. I
2: heard some big old porn star cans wouldn't hurt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that just killed me. No,
2: it's because I love you no matter what. That's the correct answer. <laughs> and that sounds exactly like something that would happen on. Bob's Burgers.
0: Yeah, Yeah, all of it did. Yeah. All of the stuff that was happening, I was like, you're right. It felt like they brought in a writer. I mean, it's probably because, like you said, the producer and the the writers of the show are very similar people. Mm -hmm. It's probably easy to absorb that mindset and writing style and actually bring that to it. Like, I found myself going... What kind of burgers do porn stars want? Like that, they drew me in and I was expecting and I I was kind of disappointed that this didn't happen. It's one of those things like in a movie or a TV show where they, they mention something and you think it's going to go somewhere and then they just never revisit it. And you're like, whatever happened with this thing? Like I was really wanting like seven or eight porn stars to pour into there and start ordering this weird shit. And we finally figure out what kind of burgers porn stars want. I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. There were some things I wish they would have continued to visit that they didn't ever touch back on.
2: Yeah, my biggest criticism of it was that I felt like the dialogue was too short. Like, I wanted to just watch a whole episode of this.
0: No, for sure. I was like, I
2: don't want him
1: to start banging. We had seven minutes. Yeah.
0: I got to the sex scene. I was a little disappointed. I was like, ah, I, like,
1: I, I don't want sex more. yet. I
0: wanted to, I wanted to see what was going to happen with Tina and
1: to walk our audience a little bit through this porn so we open in the restaurant we have Bob we have Linda we have Teddy and it turns out that Bob needs Linda to guess what day it is because it's porn star day the porn stars are coming to town for a convention and there's not many conventions by the way so for porn stars so I feel like this would happen in Portland if there was
2: any a place. So Bob's Burgers, because I am a huge nerd about this show. Bob's Burgers is set in New Jersey. No. um, in, Yeah, theoretically, it's called like Sadler's Beach. They have a whole mythology about like the town, too. Oh, okay. that's not featured in the show. But it's set in New Jersey and there is Exotica in New Jersey, which is coming up. It's in like three weeks and it is a very big porn convention.
1: I'm missing it, unfortunately, to go to Politicon, which is almost a porn convention. It should be. I mean, everyone's like circle jerking off to each other anyway. So, or jerking off to each other, jerking their egos or stroking their egos. It's political porn.
0: There's a connection for sure.
1: But I didn't realize there was a whole New Jersey mythology.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that either.
1: Yeah, there is. They have a whole, like, history of the town
2: and, like, where Mr. Fish Odor got his money and the taffy factory. Like, the writers have a whole world about it that they have sketched out when they're, like,
1: writing episodes, which I think is super cool. That's awesome. Okay, so I had to actually look this up because Bob asks Lindo, you know, what she thinks it means for porn stars to come to the area. And she mentions rosebudding. Did you guys know what that was? Yes. I knew what that
0: No, I didn't know what that meant.
1: Kate, why would you enlighten our audience? Did you
2: look it up? Please, Kate. Do I? Oh, it's when your anus turns inside out, like prolapses, and just all of the red guts. Yes, squeegee, that's exactly how I feel about it.
0: <laughs> just hearing it hurt squeegee. <laughs>
2: Got her, her comedic timing inspires me. It's spot on. <laughs> She's so good.
1: We need Squeegee <laughs> to become a co-host more frequently on this podcast. <laughs> you see that, Squeegee?
2: Yeah. I finally get her a job. God. <laughs> what a freeloader. Jesus. I feel like a, I feel like a Hollywood stage mom. <laughs> It's with my dog. You are in
1: LA. You're in the right town for it. I
2: know. I feel like someone's going to discover her eventually. Someone's going to listen to this podcast and say this dog. The next time they're casting a three-legged dog. Wait, does it only
1: have three legs? Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's like her thing. <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: It's her superior genetics that we learned about the other day.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: I posted a video of squeegee yesterday on Twitter because she was sitting right next to me on the couch and she was attacking the blankets, the throat, but she just kind of goes
0: and like, it kind of looked a little bit like an an animal in a way. Like, yeah, it's like she was going after a sheep or something. Like it was legit. It's a, it wasn't just a regular. It's it's really floof. Yeah. 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 Yeah, looks like Mm -hmm. a fur or something.
2: But she in general really likes moving things. Like she will kick all of the pillows off the couch. Or she'll knock all the blankets. She'll pull the blankets down. I don't know why. It's fucking bizarre. She just knocks everything over. And then she sits like in the middle of it. Sounds like me.
0: It sounds like she's making a pallet. Like when you're like in fourth grade and your friend comes over and you want to sleep on the floor. It doesn't sound like she's knocking stuff off. It sounds like she's like trying to get it to her level so she can chill on it.
2: I guess, yeah. But she's very aggressive about it. I'm like, you don't have to knock over. every. It's almost cat-like. Like the way she'll... Or she'll come up to the back of my couch and pull the blankets off the other side and then walk away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. She just hates it. Like, deal with that.
0: Deal with that now.
1: Fuck you, mom. Pick up after me. By the way, if you happen to, between now and this episode, if you happen to create an Instagram for Squidgy, I will tag it in the show notes. Thank you. I'm banned from
2: Instagram. They blocked my IP address. Oh, shit.
0: So many people in the adult industry are blocked from Instagram. It's stupid. Yeah.
2: God damn it. Usually they give you a couple chances and they'll like take your account down, but you can make a new one. But I tried to do that on my phone and it just said no. Like it literally just was like, no.
0: You're like, you, Kate, you, stop.
2: Yeah. Not at this Kate. time. Yeah. God God Kate, damn it.
1: Stop. So Kate, what kind of burgers do porn stars eat? I eat a lot of burgers.
2: I'm a pretty classic burger person. I don't like onions, but everything else I like In-N-Out. I'm a cheeseburger person, personally.
1: David, what kind of burgers do you eat when you're not filming porn?
0: (laughs) When I'm not filming porn, I prefer like barbecue bacon burgers, like crispy bacon, barbecue sauce. The stuff that reminds me of being back in Texas because I'm in L.A. now, too. So it's hard to find good barbecue and bacon in L.A. So that's what I go with. I go with like an Old West bar. I look for those words like that. Old West, smoky, hickory, hickory, stuff like that. That's my jam, the Hickory Burgers.
1: I have a hard time finding gluten in in L.A. I want a good bun. That's all I care about. I feel like
2: half the time I go to order a burger in L.A. and they're like, oh, do you mean a Beyond Burger? Do you want an Impossible? No, I want a fucking burger. (laughs) Okay, Impossible Burgers, Beyond Burgers, they are exactly the same shit as every other veggie burger. They are chemically identical. The only difference is they bleed. That's it. That's the only difference. I looked it up.
1: Really? I mean, it could be the same ingredients, but a proportion of the ingredients could be different. It could be. So it tastes better. I guess. I don't know if it's it's like a mental thing that maybe
2: we need to see it.
1: I've had good and bad, impossible and uh, beyond meat burgers. But so where I was going with this is I have to say that was really hard for me to come up with puns for burgers. So I was really impressed with what they came up with.
2: Because that's a big part of the show, too, is that it's always a different kind of burger on the special board. And even if they don't say it in the show, it's always like on the chalkboard and it's always related to the plot of the episode. And
0: and usually he's like, there's like a meeting at the beginning. It's like, okay, guys, Mm -hmm. here's what's going on today. This is happening. So this is the kind of food we're serving. But you're right. It's always written on the chalkboard in the back. And again, Bob's Boners did not fail to deliver on that. They did the same thing. They had a whole discussion about it. It was great.
1: Yeah, they had Sheep Throw, Shriveled Burger, Vaggie Burger, Debbie does Dillis. <laughs> Debbie does Dillis. That was Debbie my favorite does one.
0: Dillis, because it has pickles <laughs> on it. And he goes, nah, too southwestern. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to this day, I have to say this. To this day, my mom's name is Deborah. And she will not <laughs> let anyone call her Debbie ever because of that. As a matter of fact, anytime somebody calls her Debbie, she goes, Debbie did Dallas. My name is Deborah. And it's the funniest thing I ever hear.
2: That's awesome. Your mom
0: sounds awesome. She is. She's a badass.
1: I tried writing a couple of my own burger puns and it took forever. Uh And I don't think they're anywhere as good. Let's hear them. The foot feta-ish burger. That's actually one that they had on Bob's Burgers. Fuck. All right. Never mind. (laughs) It's okay. Clearly it was a good idea. All right. How about the Swiss-cenary position burger?
0: Oh, that's funny. I like that. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: The Adriana Cheddar Chick Burger. <laughs> that's fine. I need that I one explained it.
0: to me. I don't get it. Adriana. Uh,
1: Adriana Cheddar Chick is a famous porn star.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the reverse cow grill burger where the buns are the meat and a slice of bread in between.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> know, that's, that's my the favorite. Best. The reverse like cow grill. That's good.
1: Bob's Boaters. Hire me. Or <laughs> Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I have heard from
2: uh, people that write on that show, though, that an enormous amount of it is just writing puns. Like they just have to deliver a certain number of burger related puns every week. That's my dream job.
1: I know, right? (laughs) That's what I thought, too. The problem is most of mine are sexual with meat, so it's never going to work. I mean, they very famously
2: had a burger of the day called the Child Molester. Comes with candy. What?
0: I remember that. It's like the first
2: episode. It's yeah. Louise comes up with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that is the pilot actually.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, she changes it
2: when Bob's not there.
1: All right. I got to go back and watch a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did not realize they took it that dark, that far so quickly. That show has some moments.
0: Yeah. Have you seen the one where they're, they get accused of serving human, human flesh, like human flesh in their burgers.
1: Oh yeah. That's like episode two or three. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. 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 And then in the end, people are showing these weird ass people are showing up to try to eat it, and somebody comes up to tries to tries to say it's not really. He's like, "Shut up! It yeah. might be, possibly, human flesh burgers."
2: Well, because she's great like, show. "How much is this gonna cost?" me? he's like, "I don't know, a hundred dollars a burger," and she's like, "A bargain." <laughs> so- <laughs> like- I, it, that show does take some I'm sorry I am a huge nerd About this show Also Kristen Schaal Is in this show She's Louise And I love her she, mm-hmm. We grew up Really neat, close to each other Like we oh, grew cool. up A couple miles away From each other
0: She is so funny I love her I
2: know She's so funny And she runs an open mic Like near my house I really want to go But I feel oh. like I'm going to be a huge dork And i am be like I'm from
1: Niwau too <laughs> uh,
2: What's the worst That can happen <laughs> Nothing I'm sure she'd be Really nice about it I'm just a dork yeah. We should play her in a porn. Oh, that'd be so cool. I love Louise so much. I think she's like one of the best characters on TV.
1: No, I meant play Kristen Schaal. Oh, that'd be cool too.
2: <laughs> I don't know if everyone thinks of that as a compliment.
1: I think I had okay. a
2: couple people were like, oh, you should play Sharon Tate in the porno version. And I was like, that's <laughs> Dicey. Which version are we talking? Like the Tarantino version or the one that it actually happens? Because... That changes my rate. I actually
1: haven't seen the new Tarantino film, so...
2: It's been out for a month. I'm sorry if I ruin it.
1: (laughs) No, I'm okay with spoilers. But in the show, we also have Tina, who is a bit of a character herself. So uh, because you're such a huge fan, how do we describe Tina?
2: I think it is fucking fantastic that there is a female character like Tina Belcher on television i think it's fucking great
1: most of the inappropriateness comes from tina on the show on the show yeah
2: because she's a teenage girl and she has like big crushes and she's really into butts and like that but that's how teenage girls are they're fucking maniacs they're crazy and like i just think it's so cool that they show someone like that who's grappling with like puberty and identity and like Trying to figure. I mean, it's obviously a comedy, but like the fact that like her family supports her and her friends support her, and like she's she's a psycho because she's like a fourteen year old girl.
1: So in the porn, they find Tina's diary.
2: It might be Teddy's. Oh, Teddy likes kittens and unicorns. He told me once.
0: He told me once. No, he didn't.
1: <laughs> what if I open it and read one word just to make sure it's Tina's writing?
0: Just one word. Okay, just I'm one for word. A
1: word. And lo and, and she's behold. Like,
0: ooh, mm, ooh, what? Mm, ooh.
1: <laughs> it's butt fan fiction. It's
0: butt fan. She looks right into the camera, too, for that line.
1: And we transition into a scene where it's Tina, um, a slash fic she wrote about her 18th birthday, because this is a porn, guys, and butts. And they have Tina interacting with Jimmy Jr., where... Uh, How do do you describe this? Uh, Plus, you said I get cake. Cake is very good, Tina. You can't talk crap about cake. It wouldn't be fair to cake. (laughs) You're like the sheriff of baked goods, protecting the rights of pastries and serving sweet justice. (laughs) The lines were so good. And I mean, listeners of the show know that I've always wanted like a bake shop strip club called Shake and Bake. So this is right up my pastry fantasy. (laughs) Also, Jimmy Jr.'s
2: dance moves. It wouldn't have been complete without that.
0: I was confused by the zombie. What was the tie-in? I didn't get it.
2: Oh, oh wow. Okay, clearly you're not as big a fan of the show as I am. Have you not watched <laughs> enough of the series? Uh, Tina's obsessed with zombies. Like, she writes oh. her erotic friend fiction, and at one point there is a story where she's dating an entire zombie basketball team, and she grabs all of their butts, but sometimes their butts fall off because they're zombies. They're <laughs> rotting flesh. I
0: missed that somehow. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that.
2: It's an ongoing theme. She's like obsessed with zombies. Does anyone know how she got obsessed with zombies? I don't think it's ever addressed. She just is. I mean, she's obsessed with like unicorns and like mythical creatures too. In general, she's not obsessed with vampires. It's it's strictly zombie. That's refreshing. Horse unicorn. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Huh. I think zombies are funnier than vampires. In terms of comedy. I feel like having sex with a zombie would be problematic.
1: Well, not in the hold on, not in a necrophilia sense. I mean that, that practical application of having sex. Okay. I'm not talking about sex with the corpse. So (laughs) leave your minds out of the gut. It's not, no, take him out of the gutter. Uh, So if a zombie were reanimated, I feel like there would be, this is not helping me. I feel like. I don't know. No, you're I'm-
0: definitely right. No, I w- I'm I'm silently agreeing with you.
1: Limbs would fall off.
0: Yeah, stuff would fall off.
1: There would be too many holes. But that's I feel like a pro. I mean, rigor mortis sets in.
2: So, oh yeah, you know, It'd be stiff. I don't, yeah, It'd be good. I mean, I don't know about those zombie dicks.
0: Maybe you could just rip the dick off and run away, and then use it on your own.
2: Yeah, but I think that kind of defeats the purpose.
0: The zombie dick would be the problem. The scary part would be during sex, if you get bitten, then you just become a zombie.
1: That's assuming that's how you become a zombie.
0: I think it is that in every possible zombie movie in the history of zombie movies.
1: No, No. there's definitely somewhere it's a
2: virus. That's true. And it's like airborne transmitted. I don't know. I'm not a big zombie fan. I haven't seen like The Walking Dead or anything. I'm a- kind of afraid of zombies. I know it's like a r- an irrational fear.
0: There's one standing behind you right now.
2: Mm, I know. I see her. Actually, she's taking a nap. She's exhausted now. <laughs> she's, she's completely conked out on
1: my bed. <laughs> Thank God, honestly. I've dug myself into a hole Mm -hmm. when it comes to corpse fucking. Um, Great. (laughs) Which is how you would fuck a corpse,
2: too. You'd have to dig yourself into a hole to get down there.
1: (laughs) That's good.
0: (laughs) Good puns. I like it. So why wasn't there any sex scene in the... You think it's because they played her as 18. Why do you think they avoided that?
1: I actually almost expected a Tina and Jimmy Jr. sex scene because they announced she's 18.
0: Right. Yeah, me too. But do you think they avoided it because she's really not and they know she's not or timing or what?
1: I would
2: assume so, especially because they're, I mean, Bob and Linda are obviously going to be the main sex scene. They're probably not going to do two sex scenes for one parody movie you know what i mean because it's on a dvd of like four parodies right as cool as it would be to have an entire four scene dvd of just bob's burgers porn parodies (laughs) i don't think that would sell well
0: i was like when i first saw who was playing linda i was like oh this is gonna be cool and then when it switched to tina and jimmy jr i was like Oh, this is gonna get weird, (laughs) especially when the zombie showed up. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "What the hell is happening?" And then they cut back to you know Linda and Bob, and that's where the sex scene happened. I was like, "Oh, I wanted more dialogue. I wanted more puns. I want more jokes. Like, I want now. I want live action Bob's Burgers with those characters. That's what I really want. Out less porn, more live action Bob's Burgers.
1: Well, be careful what you wish for because I just watched four hours of Archer porn, (laughs) live action archer porn who played archer tommy pistol obviously 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 <laughs> obviously <laughs> but i'm not even kidding you it was like a whole friggin' season and i watched it twice because i always watch porns at least twice so i sat there mm-hmm. for eight hours watching a porn <laughs> after that i really didn't want to watch porn but this one i would watch if it was much longer at least 90 minutes of bob's boners porn
2: yeah and minimize the porn. Honestly, I don't need to see that much of the actual porn. I just want to see an up, ep- yeah. Like Smalley said, I want to see an episode of this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I just want more of this.
2: I also want to see an animated episode of a porn convention coming to their town because I think that'd be hilarious. And it sounds like a plot they would do. Honestly, that, that it totally, totally is. sounds like. And that's
0: the thing. Probably 90% of this dialogue could have actually been in a Bob's Burgers episode. It wasn't yeah. bad. It wasn't like everything except the fucking. I think pretty much could have been. Yeah. And I love that she stayed in character because I did. I skimmed through <laughs> yes. the sex scenes part of them because I got to the end because I was wanting to see if there was any more dialogue after. And I, I, I skipped through the sex scene. And every now and then it would buffer and then and it would start playing and she would be saying stuff to him in Linda's voice and I would die laughing. It was so <laughs> fucking good the way she just kept that character. <laughs>
1: Uh, Tabitha Stevens, praise to you, praise to you. Oh, she did awesome. Yeah, <laughs> oh my was God. Great. So speaking of porn conventions, I know Exotica's coming up and there's a number of other ones around the corner. I know that I'm definitely going to be at the X-Biz and AEs again. So Kate, you are a porn star. What goes on behind the scenes that a lot of us don't get to see at these conventions?
2: Oh my God, you'd be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, well, so X-Biz, I don't go to a ton of conventions. Conventions are expensive as fuck no one pays for us to go to those we pay to go you know you go you get there you have to get your hotel and travel everything we have to book like makeup for every day so like at avn like i've had makeup appointments at six o'clock in the morning where i had to be up in my makeup artist room for two hours getting all done and then like grab something to eat, rush to the floor and you're on the floor for four or five hours signing for different companies and selling pictures and stuff it's a lot like going to like Comic-Con or something like that, I guess, as like an actor or person that's in comics.
1: I guess that they expect you guys to pay for yourselves because you're independent contractors. But if you're mm-hmm. doing it for multiple companies, you think that they would compensate you for some of this.
0: Well, no, you're making money there, though.
1: The companies that oh. you're signing for will pay you like an appearance
2: fee for however long you're signing. And that can be significant. But a lot of companies don't go to conventions as much anymore. Like if you went to AVN like 10 years ago, I mean, it was almost double the size. There was way more. They don't go as much because so much of it's online. They don't have a huge incentive to. You still, I mean, you still have like the big ones like browsers and Jules, Jordan, and everybody will be there. And so you try to get those gigs if you can. And then we have parties at night. So usually um, that's another way you make money is like we fans buy tickets to go to these parties with us and we go and hang out. It's really fun. It's like a meet and greet. There's security. It's very safe, but they paid a party with porn stars. And so we all go and it's a good time, but it's a lot of, I mean, it's very little sleep. It's a lot of it. It's like being at summer camp because everyone in my entire industry is under one roof.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. And it's a really small
2: world. It's a very small world. So it's just like summer camp, but with a lot
1: of alcohol. <sighs> so David, are you going to come with me to the AES.
0: Sure, I'm down. Uh, it sounds a lot like the atheist conventions I used to go to, to be honest with you. Like, it's almost identical. I think it's the same way. And the, the size was doubled five years ago as well. Like They were massive. They were getting thousands of attendees. And now it's like 300, 400 people show up because not only the political divide and all the craziness and all the infighting, there's so many people like, well, if she's going, I'm not going to be there. And if he's going to go, I'm not. And was he speaking? Well, then I'm not going to show up because then I don't want to be associated with. And so you just end up, people just back away from him and go, I don't even really need this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for those of us who were on the speaking circuit, it did feel like a family reunion, like every three months. It was the same group of us that were meeting and taking pictures and giving talks and in the green room and then, you know, in the hotel lobby until two AM playing guitar and singing stupid songs and drinking. Yeah, you would think you're like, oh, I bet you just sit around and talk about all the arguments and all the debates. And you're like, no, you'd be really disappointed. We avoid that stuff as much as possible and talk about everything except that, because that's literally what we do for a living. So uh but yeah, I'm down to go.
2: Yeah, a lot of it's the fun of getting to see like like I guess see my friends from Vegas or people from Miami come in that exactly. aren't always here. So that's fun. I mean there's There's definitely an aspect, especially of porn conventions that are fun, because you get very dressed up every day and you get to dress crazy, too. So it sort of feels a little bit like, you know, it's kind of fun to get to be like I had some wild outfits last year. Mm -hmm.
1: I just realized that there definitely has been a political divide in a lot of different conventions. I mean, David, I know you mentioned atheist uh, circuit, which I've mm-hmm. definitely seen. I haven't really seen anything like that in porn where you have very specific individuals catering to, hey, I'm only going to do orgy scenes because I believe in communism. And <laughs> this is the best <laughs> form of redistribution. <laughs> I tried to write a socialist porno the
2: other day as a joke. Wait, how does that work? Okay. A friend of mine is a very staunch, like 1940s style socialist. <laughs> He's a ridiculous person. And I, with one of my other friends, was trying to come up with, what do you think his dirty talk is like? What is this sound like? We have to, now we've started, we have to discuss it. And I was like, I mean, I feel like it's always 69 because it's equal
1: Yeah, I mean, 69 is 69, even if you flip it upside down.
2: So, Mm -hmm. Well, you both are getting, you know, are we like allocating resources efficiently?
1: I personally think 69 is the most disappointing position because you can't totally focus on receiving or giving because I don't know. You're equally disappointed, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, it's hard. You have to be able to multitask for sure. Dave,
1: why are you shaking your head?
0: No, I I disagree with, I mean, I agree with Kate. You have to be able to multitask. Maybe I'm just really good at multitasking because I have no problem focusing and receiving during 69. That is one thing that my listeners did not know about me, but now they do if they're watching this or listening to this podcast. That's great. That's a great time for me. I've heard that a lot though. Like, oh, I can't really enjoy it because I can't focus. I can. (laughs) In fact, it (laughs) intensifies it for me. I think it's awesome. So- I'm the odd man out here. I don't understand why that's a problem.
2: I also feel like I don't, like, if I get distracted by something that's happening to me, like, I don't give a shit. I'll stop for a second. I'll be like, oh.
1: Yeah. oh, And then I'll go back to it. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, is there anyone on the complete opposite side of the spectrum of the MAGA porn star? (laughs) Oh, God. There are some of those. Really?
2: Yeah, there's a couple. I think it has more to do with like the internet and like clout and getting exposure, obviously, because that's a very controversial thing. So I've definitely seen, and I, I won't name names, I've seen a couple porn stars be like, MAGA, go Trump, and like get all this attention and then backpedal like a month or two later.
1: Huh. But you're a fucking asshole, man. Like, Do you think they do it to just get the fan base and then be like, change my mind, now built up a following, or what do you think?
2: Yeah, it's for attention. It's for attention. Um, I do know a couple people that are like genuine conservatives in porn. There are a surprising number of libertarians in porn. I actually probably feel like it's not surprising. Porn stars tend to be people that don't want to be fucked with. They tend to, like, ironically.
0: Well, that makes sense. Libertarians are often about... Do whatever you want with your body. Yeah, just they're kind of leave me of, the fuck alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kind of conservatives who also will go, Yeah, if you want an abortion, do it. Who cares? If you want to, you know, chop off your own hand, who cares? If you don't want to wear your seatbelt, who cares? Like they're they're very like, we shouldn't even have driver's license half the time yeah. type mentality. You know? And so. I think
2: porn stars are also people that are like marginalized by society to such an extent that they're pretty aware that even and obviously I'm very liberal and a huge proponent of like government services, but I'm also recognized that even if the government's like offering things like free healthcare and stuff, there's still going to be barriers for me getting that
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm still going to be treated differently going into a clinic or trying to get Medicaid than someone who doesn't do my job. Mm-hmm. So I think that plays into it too. Cause the reality of it is that like porn stars can't trust even a liberal government to protect their interests because historically that hasn't happened.
0: Well, because there's still a lot of religion in, deep in both parties, mm-hmm. for sure.
2: And I think people don't even think about it as a religious issue. It's People literally consider it a moral issue, which is very weird to me if you're liberal.
0: Right, but that's where that moral modesty comes from, is our religious... Underpinning in the country. This is getting really serious now. Yeah. And I didn't mean for this to happen. We're
1: allowed to do this on this podcast.
0: <laughs> okay, good, good. This is really interesting. But yeah, I, th- I think that a lot of our problems tie back to religion, mm-hmm. which is why I do what I do. But
2: yeah, like uh, Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren were both big proponents of FOSTA SESTA, even though repeatedly they were told that women will die if you pass this and it won't help.
1: I think the biggest issue is not only that it's along the lines of a morality thing, but the problem is that they're not necessarily listening to you guys. You know, as you said, it was mentioned to them that people uh, would actually die, which, I mean, since the passing of FOSA SESTA, that is completely true. I think the biggest issue that I'm seeing amongst a lot of swerves, sex worker exclusionary radical feminists, is that it's not necessarily a religious proponent in there. I want to say it's they're conflating too many human rights violations and they keep seeing anecdotal or not even anecdotal. It's um, they keep seeing circumstances in which people were mistreated or abused or trafficked. And they keep bringing it back to porn and conflating it with that or with everything in general. But I mean, trafficking happens in not only sex work. It happens in agriculture. It happens in labor. It happens in hospitality. We don't shut down nail salons just because women are trafficked through nail salons. You're not going to stop getting manicures.
2: And it happens far more often in those industries. There's way more people being trafficked illegally for domestic labor in the U.S. than for sex trafficking. It's not even a question. The numbers, they're there. But yeah, I think like what you said, the big problem with that too is that it's almost all anecdotal evidence. There's very little like actual scientific studies on porn. There's very little like fact out there. The only way to get the fact is to be in the industry and to see it happen because no one's bothering to ask or look at it. And I think that's a huge problem. Not only because... Obviously, then we're, you know, misallocating government resources and harming people that we intend to help. But also because porn tends to because it exists outside of the mainstream, the way that porn like makes money off of content, the way we like monetize different income streams is years ahead of where most like mainstream internet outlets are. Like Pornhub has so much data on everybody. The way I can target my product so specifically. Advertisers and mainstream businesses should be paying attention.
0: Yeah, I think there was some little thing when, when YouTube started doing that. When you hover over, it shows you a little clip or a little GIF of the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody from Pornhub tweeted out like, "Hmm, YouTube, wonder where you got that technology <laughs> yeah. or whatever." Because they were doing that years ago. You know,
1: yeah. listeners of the show know that a lot of stuff touches porn first. You know, whether it's DVDs or why we went for uh, VHS over Beta, or right now one of the bigger things is virtual reality and cryptocurrency and alternative forms of payments. Porn is kind of touching on that because it kind of has to. I know, especially when it comes to things like alternative payments, was really frustrating to me is I was just reading an article, and I'll link it in the show notes, uh, that Elizabeth Nolan Brown from Reason wrote about Backpage. And I don't know if you guys heard about this, but do you guys know what the Backpage people were actually arrested on, supposedly?
0: No, I know it was shut
2: down, but I don't know why.
1: I heard about this. I don't remember. To get you guys up to speed, Backpage.com. Actually, Kate, you could explain what Backpage was best. Yeah,
2: Backpage.com was an internet classified section, kind of similar to Craigslist, and you could buy pretty much anything on there. The problem was that a lot of people were trying to buy underage people to have sex with, which is Obviously illegal. Wow.
1: So here's a kicker. Backpage actually, there's a memo came out, and the memo is dated 2012, 2013. Supposedly, the issue, and this is, they had several witnesses, they had multiple statements, uh, they had a lot of authorities commented on this, but Backpage actually was the number one remover of child trafficking Mm -hmm. from the internet. So what would happen is they would see an underage post, they would see something that was illegal and they would take it down first and they would report it to the authorities. So they couldn't actually find any instance of Backpage knowingly keeping someone who was underage on the website. So that was the first problem. They were like, okay, so we can't go after them after sex uh, child trafficking which was the biggest thing that people said that Backpage was uh, doing. Yeah, doing. But they weren't at all. They were the biggest leader in trying to remove that from the internet. So
0: what were they arrested for? What was the big
1: issue? So they couldn't get them on that. They tried getting them on uh, trying to do interstate commerce prostitution Mm -hmm. charges, but they couldn't do that either because a lot of the services on Backpage weren't necessarily prostitution. It was hiring porn stars. It was foot fetishes. It was um, Sugar Daddy, Sugar Baby. It was a number of other types of services Mm -hmm. that you, hand services, everything before prostitution technically. What they got them on was supposedly money laundering because what ended up happening was a lot of the payment services were shut down. So they were forced to go towards cryptocurrency and checks. And I haven't read the specifics on how that happened, on what exactly the federal government got them on. What was the gotcha moment? But I mean, essentially, think of all of the payment major payment providers being cut off from you. So they had to seek alternative options. Yes.
2: Mm. And that's a really common thing that happens in porn with credit card processors. The site that I first worked for when I first got in the industry as a PA, that had happened to them a few years, like 10 years before, where one day the government, the FBI actually shut down their payment processors and all their money was just gone. And they had a very strong case where they could have like, had a federal lawsuit to say, we weren't doing anything, but you can't if you're a very small company of three people, you can't sue the federal government. So they lost all that money and had to completely start over. And that that happens. I know a couple people whose bank accounts were just shut down. And it is. It's silly because that no one in porn is trying to not pay their taxes. <laughs> like, I pay a shit ton in taxes. I'm happy to pay my taxes.
0: I think they're using this idea that we're the good guys because we're trying to stop human trafficking, but that's just a guise. That's the candy coated. I think that there's still this moral issue because of our society that they think porn is somehow bad or inherently bad, or they think it's dangerous, or they think that, that women are being forced to do things they don't want to do. And I don't know if people know Kate and I's history. I introduced her to comedy. And got her started in stand-up. I don't know if you realize this or not, Kate, but you've introduced me to porn, a side of porn I didn't know existed because you keep bringing your friends to the comedy shows and... I've learned so much about the industry, about exactly how safe it is, about how often people yeah. are tested, about how quick someone could just make a phone call and get an antibiotic if they think they may have been exposed to some sort of sickness, not even yep. sexually transmitted. Just like, oh, it might be strep throat or it might be this. Like how quick somebody can just go, hey, I need, I need a preventative so I can keep working. How you have no lists. Like I don't want to work with this person. I don't want to work with this person. I won't do anal. Yeah. I won't do this. If I am gonna do this, I want premium pay for it. Like the. Way Women are completely in charge of what they do, who they work with and how often they work and their agents are getting them jobs and they can say yes or no to anything. Absolutely. It's not this abusive, terrible industry that everybody thinks it is. It's quite empowering for women to be able to be their own content creators. And by the way, The lack of exclusivity is what I'm jealous of because I'm in mainstream media as far as acting and producing and voice work and auditions. And if I sign with someone, I'm locked into that person and I can't have any conflicting stuff. You could go film a scene for browsers that's like a a girl on girl lesbian scene and then you could go straight to your home, call one of your porn star friends and say come over. You guys could film your own lesbian, you know, girl on girl scene for OnlyFans or put it up on Pornhub and get your percentage. You have no conflicts or restrictions. No, you can be your I own can content take the creator girl
2: from yeah. set home with me. And shoot it right after if I want to. Yeah, see, to. in
0: mainstream, there's no way I could – this national commercial I was just on, there's no way I could take that guy home with me and film a similar scene. You can't uh, take him uh, home of, and make a sex tape I can't with him. take him what home. A and, and, you can't say, and can't I'm going to
1: pretend to be the plumber now. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm the plumber now.
0: Who's the director now? Yeah, no, I don't get to do that. So it, you have so much more freedom and it's so much more empowering. And I think it's awesome. Like I've come to really have even a more, a stronger respect for the porn industry because I'm so close to it now.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it is. And I think people, I get why the story of everyone is a victim and everyone's being trafficked and it's terrible. I get why that sells. It's a sexy story. People will read it, but it's not. I mean, I feel like I spend half my time, especially in comedy, explaining that to people where I'm just like, it's a day job. It's the best day job on the planet. I only work when I want to work and I only have to work three days a month.
0: Like yep. short days too, usually. They're not you it's not like you're on set for
2: twelve hours. Like Yeah, I was on set for about twelve hours the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. You do there's longer days. I think somebody okay. actually Leroy Myers put up a poll about that the other day on Twitter and was like, what's the longest amount of time you've been on a set? For me, it was 14 hours. Wow. But that's it's not typical. I'd say maybe one out of every 10 goes over 12 hours.
0: Is it typically like four or five hours? Would be average?
2: Yeah, I'd say I'd put five or six hours just to give a little bit of wiggle room. Like it's between six and eight. And
0: look, also what you can do is you can go, you can schedule a dance tour. Like you can mm-hmm. go to a couple of strip clubs. You can monetize this in a way that you have your, yep. your only fan stuff. You have mm-hmm. your different deals with different networks. And that's another mm-hmm. thing. If I were to get a sitcom deal on ABC, I cannot work with anybody else. I can't do other, I can't do commercials. I'm locked into that network until that show dies, right? You could go with browsers. You could go with Viv. You could do whatever you Mm -hmm. wanted to do and break it out into different companies and do your own content. And then as that stuff is growing, you could go on the road, you could dance, you could film with another girl in a hotel while you're on Mm -hmm. on the road and put it on OnlyFans, put it on Pornhub. I mean, it just empowers these young women to be entrepreneurs. I think it's awesome.
2: I pretty much pay my rent by just texting fans every month. Like they pay to text me and that pays my rent.
0: And let's just say it's through an app.
2: It's through an app. So it's through a website that takes like yeah. a certain percentage. They pay like a fifty a text message and my number is protected. So I have like a fake number. Their number is protected and they can text me and I can text them back and we can have a phone call. and And half the time it's not even sex. It's not even like phone sex. It's literally I have fans that are like, divorced or widowed and they're lonely and you know they want to talk about their week and that's what we do oh that's awesome it's really cool. cool honestly yeah it's it's a cool way to like connect with people but yeah there's so much stuff like that it's a little hard to keep track of sometimes like that i think is where the business aspect of it gets into there like i know people like porn stars especially some of the bigger ones that have multiple assistants like i think riley reed has like two people that work for her and that's all they do is just coordinate all of this because it's it is a ton like I have like my whiteboards over there and it's just a list of everything that needs to be shot edited moved where it needs to be posted
1: speaking of things that you do when we first hung out you mentioned this one thing and I'm hoping that we could talk about it on the show for a hot second but you mentioned that you do some voiceovering for the beginning of (laughs) porns yes I do (laughs) So you'll do voiceover for scenes you're not even in. Yes.
2: (laughs) So a lot of times we use voiceovers in porn because it saves a lot of production value.
1: He was my yoga
2: instructor. My stepbrother and I have always been close. But the summer before we went to college, everything changed.
1: Oh, my God. I think I've heard porns with your voice in it. (laughs) (laughs) So
2: I would do them. I'd get to set and I'd be like, you know, here, whatever. They're like, read this. And I would do it. And I can read so i was fairly (laughs) good at this job all right kanye i know it sounds like a bragging hold on yeah i don't mean to i think you told that story on my
0: podcast kate and Mm -hmm. you were like i don't mean to brag but i can read and i I lost my shit it's so funny uh
2: like i just sat one time and the director who's a friend of mine is like kate kate come over here and i was like what what's up buddy And he's like hey um the girl before you couldn't read so could you um record (laughs) this one and this one too and so now I just, anytime I see him, I usually do like a couple of them.
0: And you're just like talking into the boom too, right? you just talk yeah. into the boom mic. Like it's mm-hmm. not like a separate recording session.
2: You know, mm-mm. they just hold the boom up and you just read it. You have to get the, like the tempo and the cadence of it down and not. Yeah. A lot of people in porn do not understand timing of how something's going to sound. And so it's not to knock it because their jobs are not, they're not actors and actresses. That's not why they got into it. They're most of them are not very interested and that's totally fine but they don't understand how to like read a script or read a line. And so if you know how to do that, that's like a huge bonus. Like you'll get, I've gotten so many more jobs just because I knew how to read a script.
1: You see, I didn't even realize that there was a difference, but now that you say it and you've done, yeah, okay, Mm -hmm. I hear it. Even in the like Bob's
2: Burgers, like that was really good. Honestly, there was a couple moments where I was like, oh, the timing
1: a little bit. Mm -hmm. But you know. David, if you ever want to see something really similar to Bob's boners, I would suggest you're a fan of Back to the Future, right? Yes. Okay. Woodrocket on their website for free has FAP to the Future. (laughs) Watch it. It's 14 minutes. So double the length of time of pure acting, then boning.
0: That is cool. Yeah. Am I going to have the same appreciation? Is it spot on character work? Yes. That's awesome. Awesome.
2: Everything they do is so cool. Wood Rockets, such a cool studio. I don't know how much you guys know about them. Oh, Uh, tons. I
1: follow Leroy and I pretty much stalk his Twitter account. I'm like, oh, what is he doing today? Oh, he's building a ball pit. Yes. Did you go to AVN last year? Yes, but I never got to see the studio and I met him for the first time then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you've met him. He's
2: hilarious. Yeah. He and I once got into like a long conversation about how much we love an American tale. (laughs) Like <laughs> five mouse quotes. I don't know what it was like two in the morning, but uh, they're so cool because they're owned by Mind Geek, and they're basically Mind Geek's arm of like let's make parodies and crazy shit. And unlike everyone else in porn, they don't have a profit margin. It doesn't really matter because all of their stuff is just supposed to go viral. So they don't need people to be jacking off to this. They can make these really fun, crazy parodies and put in the time into like the acting and the script that no one else is going to bother with because most people are going to fast forward through it.
1: I think you mentioned before, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, I think they missed a big opportunity to just release a foot fetish tape for Tarantino. That's what I said.
2: I was actually going to shoot that for my own content coming soon, guys, to my only fans.
1: I have the outfit. It's just a picture of Tarantino in the background. You touching your feet. Um, that face <laughs>
2: oh
0: the listeners gonna miss out on that face They're not gonna see that face
2: it was my really great quentin
1: tarantino impression <laughs> it's the best it you guys should have been there i got the nose down so we have some listeners to thank for this episode because they're awesome and you guys keep supporting us uh, so we can put out great content so this week we want to thank bethany aiden Ferenstock, Rich, BN, Andrew Gore, Jeff Peterson, Kelly Frazier, Kevin Bounty, Michael Gatt, De Messenger, Elisa, Mark Romer, 404, Hamilton McDermott, Kyle Washington, Brian Gowdy, and many, many others. So if you want to become a Patreon yourself, just head on over to patreon.com slash two girls and Mike. Uh, and if you want to support Yvette's medical bills, go over to sciencebabe.com. So help support Yvette. David, where can our listeners find you? <laughs>
0: David C. Smalley on everything. It's davidcsmalley.com and on Twitter and Instagram. And TikTok, by the way, where I do not make porn, but...
1: Wait, you're on TikTok?
0: TikToks. And he goes viral. I've gone viral twice. Viral
1: twice. I need to... Okay, I need to learn TikTok. I'm an old person. I don't get it yet.
0: Super easy. I'll show you. It's fun.
1: Okay, good. Because I need easy. So, Kate... Where can our listeners find more of you and watch you clean grout? (laughs) You can find
2: me on Twitter at KateKennedyXXX and all of my links are in my main tweet. Uh, You can also find me on YouTube now as Kate Kennedy. You're putting out YouTube videos? I had to send in a tape to a comedy agent and they were like, do you have anything on YouTube? And I was like, no, but you could subscribe to my OnlyFans. (laughs) And I was like, that's not professional. (laughs) So I had to make it, yeah. So I just I'm gonna put up my sets and stuff, and then I have a a new YouTube project that I'm launching actually coming up here, and that's why I got a new camcorder.
1: Oh, I'm so excited!
2: I can't wait. Thank you. I'm excited. Hopefully it goes well. I might actually film one this afternoon. We'll see. Yes.
1: Uh, and you guys can find me at Rational Blonde on Twitter. Thanks again for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Bye bye. Bethany, Aiden Ferenstock, Rich, BN, Andrew Gore, Jeff Peterson, Kelly Fraser, Kevin Bounty, Michael Gatt, De Messenger, Elisa, Mark Romer, 404, Hamilton McDermott, Kyle Washington, Brian Gowdy, and many, many others.